Hi, Steve here. Join me in this video as we become observers. Let's look at what we observe. Let's look at what we see. Let's ignore all the headline hype, but let's look at what's really happening behind the headlines. The globalists have spent almost four years trying to stop or get rid of Trump completely. His agenda to make America the world leader again almost worked until they launched a man-made virus, a genetically altered combination of viruses, which has already been proven to bring it all to a screeching halt. This headline says it all. Trump's support withering in areas where virus cases are rising. Is it really Trump's fault when it's governors and local mayors and city councils that are making the decisions? This plot, this devious plan to take America out of the way has been the agenda of the globalists for a long time. There are a lot of headlines and fake news stories, but in between it all, there is some truth. And if you look hard and look at the real facts and use some common sense, it's not that hard to find out what's really going on. If you don't know what the Bible says about these last days, you won't understand any of this. But if you do know the Bible and what it says about the end times, you'll understand and you'll see what's happening. It's all a part of what was going to take place and prophesied a long time ago. Louis Farrakhan, the Nation of Islam leader, trended on Twitter on Saturday after he accused Dr. Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates of trying to depopulate the earth through the development of vaccines aimed at ending the coronavirus pandemic. There's almost nothing that I could ever agree with coming out of the mouth of Louis Farrakhan, but I'm afraid I agree with him 100% on this, and not because he said it, but because Bill Gates has said it. And I know that he's been working with Anthony Fauci for years now, and that's a fact. Louis Farrakhan knows Gates and Fauci have funded and planned to test their vaccine in Africa and he said to the people of Africa, I say to my brothers and sisters in Africa, if they come up with a vaccine, be careful. Don't let them vaccinate you with their history of treachery through vaccines, through medication. Most of you watching this video already know about Bill Gates and the microneedle vaccine delivery system the Luciferian group is developing. Luciferous is a generic term for the class of oxidative enzymes that produce bioluminescence. The name was first used by Raphael Dubois, who invented the words luciferin and luciferous for the substrate and enzyme. Both words are derived from the Latin word lucifer, meaning light bringer. Luciferases are widely used in biotechnology, but unlike fluorescent proteins, luciferases don't require an external light source, but do require addition of luciferin. Luciferin is from the Latin lucifer, light bringer. It's a generic term for the light emitting compound found in organisms that generate bioluminescence. Luciferins typically undergo an enzyme-catalyzed oxidation, and the resulting excited state intermediate emits light upon decaying to its ground state. You can find this on the U.S. Food and Drug Administration website. Researchers at the U.S. Food and Drug Administration have developed a simple, rapid, and sensitive test that identifies individuals who have made antibodies against respiratory syncytial virus the most common cause of serious lower respiratory tract infection in infants and young children worldwide. RSV also affects many elderly individuals, especially those with underlying heart or lung disease, accounting for nearly as many hospitalizations as influenza. 
What's the point of testing? To keep this agenda going forward, America has conducted more than 4 million tests in the past week, more than ever before for the sole purpose of trying to impress on people the importance of needing a saving vaccine. What's the point of the masks? For the sole purpose of trying to impress on people the importance of needing a saving vaccine. Why is the government ordering the states to fraudulently count the cases by as much as 15 times more than it actually is? State of Texas, DSHS has informed public health departments that they are they have adopted a revised definition for COVID-19 probable cases. So for confirmed case, it stays the same. You still just need PCR. But now they've added a probable case definition. Uh, so that still gets counted towards the case count. It's different. It's not confirmed. It's probable, but it's still a case. So at the end of this definition, there are 15 different options on how you could be classified as a probable case. Based on this diagram and what they report, there's a total of 17 cases now. One is still only confirmed because that was that original index case who then had all these contacts underneath in orange. And all the rest of them became probable, but they are still considered a case. It has the potential to be a very significant event for us here in Texas and here in Collin County as the state now has, has elected to adopt this new probable definition. If you have a subjective fever and you have a headache and you live in Collin County, you now meet the qualifications to be a probable COVID patient. It is remarkable how low the standard is now. Mm -hmm. If you have one of the major um, symptoms, you have a cough or you have shortness of breath and you live in Collin County, then you can satisfy the definition for a probable COVID case. But I'm very concerned that we absolutely could see the numbers jump uh, very rapidly in a way that actually is not indicative of what we're seeing here in the community in the public health department. The clips you just saw took place on May 18th of this year, just a few weeks ago. Now, we were contacted by a whistleblower inside the state health department at a high level a few weeks ago about the big changes that were coming. Separately, another whistleblower contacted us with the video you just saw and more we're about to play. But this is complete proof that the COVID-19 testing regime and the definitions they semantically use from the NIH and CDC are frauds. This has been confirmed. If one person tests positive for COVID-19, 15 people in the computer model are then said to have it. So possibles are now defined as of the middle of May as COVID cases. But it gets worse. They go on to say that they're going to say it's COVID-19 even if someone's not been tested. And if someone dies without test, they're going to say it's COVID-19. And let's say the virus caused you to go to the ICU and then have a heart or kidney problem. Some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID-19 death. Um, right now, we're still recording it and we'll... I mean, the great thing about having forms that come in and a form that has the ability to mark it as COVID-19 infection, the intent is right now that those, if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that as a COVID-19 death. But this is bigger than that. 
This is the NIH directing the states to say that if one person tests positive in a questionable test, that 15 others are positive as well. Basically, he said, wow, with all these new parameters we're using to create COVID cases, they're using the word case very specifically, that we can have these inflated numbers. So it used to be if you tested positive for COVID-19, that was one case. Now, if you have one case, they also look around it and see who you've been in contact with. And they say, okay, these are probable cases. These go into the caseload. One case could equal 17 cases, could equal 10 cases, could equal 20 cases. It doesn't matter. All it looks at is the word probable. And they add probable into the caseload. And now you've seen since May 18th, when these were implemented in Texas, the number's skyrocketing. Semantics, we've confirmed other states are following this same directive so they can turn the cases up or turn them down, the bureaucrats can, whenever they want. For the sole purpose of trying to impress on people the importance of needing a saving vaccine. Remember back to when people were supposedly getting the virus and they had no way to explain it then? They hadn't been around other people. They hadn't been to the store. They were isolated. So the question is, how did they get it? Ask yourself this. What do we all have in common, no matter where we live? Starting off bad right off the bat. This is John in Los Angeles. It's about 8.15, I think. I'm at Signal Hill, June 22nd. And freezing ass cold. And there's other people that are up here too, seeing this, what I'm seeing. I wish it was a little bit clearer, it would be nice. Yeah, we've seen four or five of these things tonight up here. I'm trying to get people to realize that this is not condensation, it's a major crop dusting from hell. They spray the skies with geo-engineered aerosol spray. Do we know what's in it? This article says that scientists have proven what the WHO and the CDC won't admit, that coronavirus floats in the air as an aerosol. More than 200 scientists from around the world are challenging the official narrative of how the coronavirus spreads. The WHO and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention maintain that you only have to worry about two, two types of transmission. Inhaling respiratory droplets from an infected person in your immediate vicinity or touching a contaminated surface and then your eyes, nose, and your mouth. But other experts contend that the guidance ignores growing evidence that a third pathway also plays a significant role in the contagion. They say multiple studies demonstrate that particles known as aerosols, microscopic versions of standard respiratory droplets, can hang in the air for long periods and float dozens of feet. How about thousands? making poorly ventilated rooms, buses, and other confined spaces dangerous, even when people stay six feet from one another. Lydia Moroska, a professor of atmospheric sciences and environmental engineering at Queensland University of Technology in Brisbane, Australia said, we are 100% sure about this. And she made the case in an open letter to the WHO accusing the United Nations Agency of failing to issue appropriate warnings about the risk. 
A total of 239 researchers from 32 countries signed the letter, which is set to be published next week in a scientific journal. In interviews, experts said that aerosol transmission appears to be the only way to explain several super-spreading virus events, including the infection of diners at a restaurant in China who sat at separate tables and of choir members in Washington State who took precautions during a rehearsal. WHO officials have acknowledged that the virus can be transmitted through aerosols, but they say that occurs only during a medical procedure like intubation. CDC officials have still not responded to multiple requests for comment. What if, what if the way this planned pandemic is actually being spread is by jet aircraft right over our heads? What if the globalists and Luciferian overlords who have planned this for decades can keep spraying us with whatever amount in whatever area of the earth they want to? A never ending supply of more coronaviruses until we give in to the vaccine. And what if no mask, no social distancing, and no self-isolation can ever protect us from what they spray on us from the skies? And in the meantime, they're able to tell people of faith that they have to wear masks and that even if they go to church, they cannot sing. Everything we see going on in this world right now points to the very fact that we're in the last of the last times. If you don't know Jesus Christ right now as your Lord and your Savior, there's a link in the description box below if you'd like to know and have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Click on that link where I lead you in a simple prayer to receive Jesus. Think about it.